Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Thing off. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 124 with returning guest Adnan Verk over here. Love Woo! it. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we had an awesome episode. Uh, t- episode 123. We went to uh, Chase Field, home of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Adnan, for Rick's bachelor party weekend. Uh, he ended up in the pool. Uh, you know, it was just quite the <laughs> scene. <so. laughs> uh, it had a blast. But here we are with episode 124. Keep this moving along with the baseball theme. And we're going to be doing a little uh, MLB playoff preview with uh, sports, uh, sports analyst and MLB network star Adnan Verk. Welcome back. Rob, Rick, great to see you both. Star is definitely a little bit hyperbole, but I appreciate it. A little buttering up goes a long way. I want to see the video of Rick now in the splash zone, <laughs> hopping in the water. That sounds like a pretty good uh, bachelor party. The big stunner for me, Rob, is I'm very confused here. Like, at least Rick's got a master shirt on, so, okay, he's repping the golf. You have a Yankees hat, you have a Mets hat in the background, and you're wearing a Phillies jersey. This is, like, truly split personalities. Exactly. There's a lot going on here. Doctors are still trying to figure out what's going on with me. But, uh, you know, we got uh, – so – Diehard Mets fan, put the pride aside for the podcast. Here's the playoff prediction. I'm going Yankees and Phils. 
in gotcha. in the World Series. Uh, you know, it, it really hurts wearing this. It's like burning my skin. Uh, but uh, I, I will take this off promptly after the podcast. <laughs> Adnan, we are going to get into some of your predictions, but we want to just talk about Major League Baseball in the postseason. As you know, 30 teams battled all season long, 162 games. And now October is here. The 12 best made it. And what we really want to know is what what does baseball and playoff baseball mean to you? When you came on our podcast back on episode 52 a couple of years back, you said, and I'm going to quote you on this one here, mm. we asked you what your favorite sporting event you've ever been to was, and you specifically said it was game three of the 2000 Subway World Series, mm. Mets-Yankees. And you were high five and Tim Robbins and Susan Saranda. <laughs> Great memory, Rick. That's right. Susan Saranda and Tim Robbins. I believe they've broken up now, but they were a big Hollywood couple at the time. Uh, Robbins a little friendlier than her. I think she kind of just wanted to be left alone. But he was like high five on us. He was great. He had the Mets hat on ready to go. Love Jacob's ladder. Uh, obviously, Mystic River later won the Academy Award for it. But uh, yeah, it was. I think it was a special experience only because uh, I just graduated college. It was me and my buddy Cabby who's a huge star back in Canada. He runs Sportsnet's gambling operation and he's been on air for many, many years. So I think it was just a, a, an incredible atmosphere. Like you could really feel the buzz of all of New York City watching that game. And Benny Agbayani, I remember the game winning hit he got in game three it was the only game the Mets won. You know, the Yankees won in five, but it felt like it was a better series than that. It felt like the series should have gone six or seven. All the games virtually were close. But I remember just being an excellent experience for me being 22 and seeing what playoff baseball is all about. You know, I've since had great memories since then, covering the 2014 World Series, 2015. Um, you know, it was like 2011, I believe, the Cardinals Red Sox I did. So I, I've been lucky definitely to cover some cool events with college football, of course, been to the national championship a few times with ESPN. Um, so I, I've really been lucky. Been to the Masters, by the way, speaking of that shirt, Rick, I, I'm not a huge golf guy, but they, yeah, um, the score, my previous network that I worked for prior to ESPN, they sent me to the Masters because there's a deal with Global, which is a network in Canada. So long story short, 08 Masters. Trevor Immelman won. Tiger finished second. Um, I'll Happy. never forget. Yeah, I'll never forget the greens, like the undulations. Like I could never appreciate that as a non-golf guy. Once I actually went there, I'm like, wow, that's incredible. How do you ever make a putt? There's so many different movements here. But I'll never forget uh, $1.50 cheese sandwiches, $2 chicken sandwiches. They do things right down there in Augusta. Adnan, this is why we love having you on our podcast, because regardless of what we're talking about, baseball playoffs, it's October, you somehow gravitate back towards Augusta, which is like our favorite place in the entire world. So oh, yeah. you're welcome on here anytime you want to talk about the Masters. Oh, 100%, Rick. It really is special. Like, you know, the tagline of tradition, unlike any other, and you got the Azaleas and all the rest of it. But again, it, I think if you're really enraptured in golf like you guys and you're taken by it, then it truly feels like heaven. But I think it's even more impressive for someone like me who doesn't play golf, doesn't watch golf, doesn't follow it, to go there and go, wow, I see why this is one of the signature events in all of sports. Like, it is Amen Corner alone. Like, I remember walking in Amen Corner, like, oh, my God, it's just so lush and verdant. And uh, it really was a sight to see. I'll never forget it. It was really awesome. So, so Adam, Nance, I, I just want to better watch out because I think you might be moving in on that the way you <laughs> described it. <laughs> that or Mike Tarico. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then we actually go to the Masters every year through a hookup. We, uh, we're we actually player personnel security. <laughs> wow. I did not know you guys have that hookup. That's fantastic. So Rob, of- Rob walks him out of the clubhouse. I take him to the first tee box every year. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> so, I can tell you guys are buttoned up. Any any issues happen, you guys will take care of that. 
the players. That's why your guys are the heavies there for security. But <laughs> Kepka wanted me to freelance for him, do some security. He was so impressed. <laughs> He's a big guy, too. Brooks Kepka, you're not messing around with him. He's yeah. muscular. Good thing he's on the live tour. We might not see him anymore in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I look at that. Uh, last, uh, one of the thought of the Masters, it does feel like you're in a different time, right? When you guys go there every week, you must feel like you're transported back to 1960. It's the weird. biggest reason why I think Adnan is because there's no cell phones permitted on the property. It's the only place in the world I can think of where you've got 50,000 fans, people all together, but there's this, there's this dialogue back and forth, this human interaction, which anywhere else in the world if people are looking down at their phones you don't get that in augusta yeah that's a great point rick i didn't even realize that no phones anywhere i wish they could do that somewhere else for it too we'll see <laughs> all right well listen we are going to be talking the rest of this podcast about baseball we'll bring you back in april for a master's steam preview yeah. but for now we want to talk some baseball and i agree with everything that you just said there's something about postseason baseball that just makes your hair stand up and I have to start on a sore subject before we get into the real good stuff on this recording. But, you know, I thought, I thought Adnan, this was going to be the year that the Canadians were going to be celebrating. Know. We know the last time you were on our podcast, you talked about how the Montreal Expos in 94 would have won the World Series if it wasn't for the strike that year. Are, do you think the Blue Jays are one year, two years out? Where, where do you stand on the Blue Jays? Well, there's a connection to the 94 Expos in the defending World Series champions of the Atlanta Braves. Alex Anthopoulos, noted Canadian, uh, is the president of the Braves, and he actually grew up in Montreal. And he said one of the reasons why he's locking up all these Braves, as you guys have seen this year, whether it's Spencer Strider or Austin Riley, adding to that core of Acuna and Albies. As soon as they trade for Olsen, they sign him up. He said the reason why is the 94 Expos. He saw what happened is that all those great players the team acquired – and then eventually ended up leaving because it couldn't afford them. And eventually baseball in Montreal was no longer because the strike just kippled, crippled fan interest in 94. That's why Anthopolis and I learned that as a kid growing up that I'm like, we're not going to make that mistake. So here in Atlanta, we're going to sign all these guys and make sure that we lock them up. As far as Canada's actual baseball team, I'm with you, Rick. I thought this would be a special year for the Jays. Um, at the very least, win a round. You know, last year, you just missed out on, on making the playoffs. This year, they were one win better but they're better as far as the wild card was concerned. One more wild card spot added this year, but they were number four in the seeding, which means they get home field. But again, home field really is a misnomer. We saw the road teams go three and one in that wild card round. I asked our great, great researchers at MLB Network to look it up. If you go back to 1995, I said, just go back to 95, which is the start of the wild card era. Home teams only win 55% of the time. Like that, that's, you know, it's barely above average. You would think it's going to be 60, 65 and in fact, the further you go, it's almost it's like 52%. Like it's almost a crapshoot once you go bigger into these games. So it's um it's a really interesting thing. You think to yourself, wow, Toronto, Rogers Center, Rockus crowd, but no, like the, the road teams aside from Cleveland really did some damage. And I think for Toronto, game one, Luis Castillo was outstanding. That happens. He's a great pitcher. He's gonna shove. But game two, you can't give up an eight-one lead. I mean, the, I thought it was a premature hook on uh, Kevin Gossman by John Schneider. A couple runners on. He's throwing 85 pitches. Let him work through it. Once he gets to 8-3, 8-4, okay, fine. Bring in the bullpen. Instead, Mesa comes in, gives up the home run. Collision happens, and it's just uh, it was just a mess for the Blue Jays. I had My cousin was actually there with his mom and my mom, and neither of our moms are baseball fans, but he's just really generous. He wanted to go to the game. He wanted to take our moms. It's really sweet of him. So I was funny. I was getting pictures from him. My mom, I only my mom's been to a baseball game in at least 10 years, probably since I last <laughs> took her when I was back home. So she got to see an epic collapse by the Blue Jays, unfortunately. It could have been a nice win, but it's it's one of the more painful losses in recent memory for the Jays. 
Next year is going to mark 30 years. So hopefully next year, the Canadians get to party like it's 1993 again, and your Blue Jays can hoist the uh, commissioner's trophy. Yeah, I mean, this year, 30 years since 92, which was, of course, the first World Series title that Dave Winfield hit the last uh, bat by Otis Nixon, Mike Timlin, the toss to Joe Kerr, and they started jumping up and down. It was so great. But you're right, 93, everyone remembers, because against the Phillies, which, again, it's making uh, Rob skin crawl wearing that jersey. But next year, that 30th anniversary, the Joe Kerr home run off Mitch Williams, you're right. That'd be nice to get some symmetry and see Toronto make a deep run. Last question from me, Adnan, and then we're going to hand it over to Rob. Without divulging your official prediction for the World Series matchup just yet, and who you think will hoist the Commissioner's Trophy this year, which Rob's going to ask you at the end of this podcast, what are your top postseason storylines that you're most excited for? Well, there's a few of them. One is just, you know, can the big boys really be the best boys? And the Astros and Dodgers are prohibitive favorites. But as we're recording this, you know, we've seen a little bit of turbulence. The fact that the Astros in that game won – Justin Verlander's their horse, and they got pushed around. He got roughed up against the Mariners. Now, Jordan Alvarez saves him with a home run off, off Robbie Ray, but it's interesting to see, will this Astros team, which everyone seems to be picking coming out of the American League, will they actually do so? That remains to be seen. The Dodgers, again, 111 wins, one of the great regular seasons ever by any team in baseball history. Will they win? Or, as we just saw last night, the San Diego Padres beat them in a really – tight taut game i now think the padres have some serious momentum game three blake snell's pitched great against the dodgers game four musgrove was dominant against the mets like that would be incredible if the padres could actually pull off that upset but yeah i think that that to me can dodgers astros fulfill the promise of them can the yankees get back to the world series which is where we thought they'd be after the first half of this year and then slumped badly in august then got their groove back in september but they've got injuries to deal with San Diego is going to have a home playoff game with fans for the first time since 06. You know, right? we talk a lot about the Mariners. In fact, they haven't been in the playoffs since 01. Well, think of it. If you're a 20-year-old San Diego Padres fan, you've never seen your team play home playoff baseball games. Like, that's going to be awesome. Petco Park's one of my top five, top six favorite parks in all of baseball. So, I can't wait for that. And I think, obviously, the Braves, you know, defending World Series champions, can they get back in the day? So, those are a few of the storylines that I'm, I'm particularly interested about. I have goosebumps as you describe this postseason. October baseball is the best, Adnan. You're the best. We're going to hand this over to Rob. Awesome. Adnan, those storylines are great. And uh, I'm going to throw something in here just because you alluded to it. And Rick and I have gone over our top five. But I am so curious. What are your top five stadiums after you said mm. Petco was number five? I got to hear it. I can't can't live without it. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Rob. It's something that people always love to talk about their favorite ballparks. Number one is Camden Yards, 30th anniversary this year. It came about an interesting time. You know, Rogers Center, formerly Skydome, at the time it was state of the art. Oh my God, it's incredible. And then very quickly, boom, it had all of its momentum dashed by Camden Yards. So you go, oh, that's what they should have done. And now Rogers Center feels like a big hunk of concrete. Like, again, it's home for me, so it's still cool if there's a retractable roof and you can look up and see the CN Tower. But most people will say that artificial turf is obviously outdated and just the feel of it, it just feels like a big hunk of concrete. Camden Yards is number one because they figured it out. They, they knew, let's get the model of old and new and that retro is cool again. And they were the first ones, the advent of those new ballparks. And it's still, to me, the best. I went back there in March of this year. It's the 30th anniversary I don't think there's a bad seat in the building. I love seeing Boog's Barbecue out there right in the warehouse. Um, I wasn't crazy about pushing back the fences there in left field and raising them, but I seem to help the team. Obviously, the Orioles had a fantastic year, so I, 
I just love the vibe of that whole area. Um, I love the statues outside of Babe Ruth and Brooks Robinson. I love all the Oriole orange everywhere. So Camden Yards is my number one. I, I, it's baseball heaven for me. Number two, you know, I love San Francisco. Again, that was that wave of those new ballparks right around Camden Yards, AT&T, whatever it's called now. Just because I love the water and seeing McCovey's Cove there. San Fran's pretty special for me. I think Wrigley and Fenway are kind of almost on a, on, a, on a different level, but we'll include them as 3-4 just because there's so much history there. Fenway Park, every time I go, I, I can't imagine if you're like a bigger guy, how you sit in those seats. Like, at least I'm short and I can, I'm compact. I'm like, these seats are from 1912. But what I love is the signage. Like, when I go there, I actually look, it says the ticket tape. And it, it, it is from 100 years ago. And you actually look at it, you go, wow. Yeah, and so there's, 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 painted, there's paint on the... Um... Uh, when you're walking, you know, in the concession area, it says like peanuts, like nuts and beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, exactly. I just love the history of there. Uh, Wrigley is obviously very special, especially if you're in the bleachers and seeing the Ivy. I mean, if it's a sunny day in Chicago, forget about it. Chicago's awesome. So those four and then five, what the heck? I'll go with San Diego. I love Petco Park. I, I love the Tony Gwynn statue out in right field. I love the fact you can sit in that grassy knoll and watch a baseball game. Um, I like that view. Like, I mean, there's some thought maybe they should have switched around. You could have had the water, but it's kind of cool this way. The water, you know, it's, it's in the other direction. You get that beautiful San Diego downtown skyline. I, I think it's just a gorgeous ballpark. And San Diego is heaven. I mean, God, 70 and sunny every day. I mean, we should all be so lucky to live in San Diego one day. Or <laughs> I, mean, I, I got to go out there and call a Mets-Padres game. Speaking of your team, Rob, Ooh. I called them June 3rd, and I was telling my boss I'm purposely going to miss the flight. Uh, several times just so I could stay in San Diego as long as possible. So that's a, that's yeah, we got some for me. We got some weather delays here. I don't know what's going on. They just can't. I know. You know I got to. I got to stay if, here. So <laughs> I still love Yankee Stadium. That's that's the, the stadium closest to me. I know the new Yankee Stadium isn't as cool as the old one, but it still to me has again a lot of history. You know, it just doesn't have the same essence to it, but it's still a great place to watch a ballpark. When you when you first you know get on the subway, if you take the uh, the four train, you first see that bright shock of light and see Yankee Stadium in the lights. That's pretty cool. I think city field's underrated. I love the rotunda outside. You know, it yeah. makes you think of Ebbets field. The Robinson rotunda is pretty cool, but those are my top five. I love it. Cool. cool. I got one more stadium question and then we're going to do a lightning round and get you out of here. Sure. Um, so you mentioned it, heaven. You said San Diego's heaven. Well, yeah. we're going to take it back to a place called Dyersville, Iowa. <laughs> and a lot of people ask us, Adnan, how did this podcast start? Well, short story is my brother and I wanted to do a road trip to Dyersville to see the 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 Field of Dreams. And we wanted to go, we did 10 games in 10 days along the way and all that yeah. and chronicalized right. it. And, and uh, anyway, you've been out there for the past two years. What has it been like to be out in Dyersville on our last podcast? You basically quoted the movie word for word. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's true, Rob. I, as you were saying that, I vaguely remember you and, and Rick telling me that last and you guys actually did that. So that is so cool that we actually have Major League Baseball games now there. It was an incredible experience. I, I, the one thing I loved about it, and it kind of goes back to what Rick was saying with the Masters, that everyone puts their phones away. When you're there, the access was incredible, meaning I got there the day before. And I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, as you guys know. I mean, I, I remember I flew into Chicago and then took like a two-hour car ride to Dubuque and you wake up and you're like the hotel I stayed at apparently is where Capone used to stay because it, it, there was a certain suite that he could look out and see the cops coming from three different states whether it was <laughs> Iowa or Illinois or wherever else I'm like wow I, I wish I could have actually stayed in the Al Capone suite but I did stay in the Hotel Julian it's called in Dubuque so I can stay at the same hotel that uh, that Capone stayed at but 
Yeah, I went there. Like, you can go play catch exactly where Kevin Kosh's character did Ray Kinsella. Um, you can go inside the house. At least I was able to, maybe probably just with MOE Network. But, like, with all things with movies, everything's smaller than you think. You walk in, you go, that's it? That's how small the house is? I'm like, yeah. But I got to, to stand where Amy Madigan did when she first looked out and saw. I went to the fridge. Again, really small sink, small fridge, tight. Like, I don't know how they get all the cameras and the lights in here. They make it look bigger. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to at least be there and kind of get the sense of that that whole place. And, you know, that was just kind of the prelude, you know, just seeing that that diamond, the little fence, James Earl Jones and all that kind of stuff. Once I actually saw the game, I'm like, it, it's incredible the way they built it up. And, you know, corn, as far as the eyes can see, everyone's <laughs> getting their own video walking on the corn stalks. But like seeing the ball fly, especially that White Sox-Yankees game, all those home Ooh. runs, I'm like, it was just... I don't know how it was translating. I think it did well. I mean, for Fox, it was their highest rated regular season game you, in like 15 years. You couldn't script that any better. Wasn't, wasn't that a walk-off? Yeah, it was a walk-off by Tim Anderson. And uh, to have that happen, you're right, was, was pretty remarkable. And just the whole vibe of it was really cool. It just it just felt like baseball. It felt like baseball in the Midwest. And yeah. everyone's in a good mood and kind and supportive and it's nice and hot. And the only concern was someone said to me, listen, there's – you know, however many people here in this little idyllic farm, it's a one road. Yep. So like when you can get out, get out. So I do think the only thing was the traffic. <laughs> I think to get out, you're, you're there like two hours. But for that kind of experience, it was pretty cool. It probably actually looked like the movie scene with all the cars yeah. driving in and driving out. <laughs> that's, that's actually true. If I had like a big blimp shot, that's what it would have looked like. But <laughs> I, I encourage people to check it out. I have a shirt. I should have worn it. I wore it yesterday. It just says, is this heaven? And it's a a map of Iowa uh, uh, shirt that I got there in Dyersville, which is really cool. So I, I don't know. I believe they're not going to do it next year. I think Frank Thomas's group, they're doing something else there in the next couple of years, but okay. I'm glad at least they got, I got, yeah. they got the Cubs in. Cause most people I asked, what was their team? They all said Cubs fans. So I'm glad they got David Ross and the Cubs in. That's awesome. Year. That's incredible. When we went there, we had a baseball glove, bats and balls, and we were shagging balls and you'll just love this Adnan. This is how we ended our, our time at Dyersville. Um, I threw the ball a little too far up against the, the, the corn stalks and Rick was shagging him in the outfield mm -hmm. and he couldn't get it. It went into the, went into the cornfield and, uh, he was about ready to walk in and I just go, no, Rick, Rick, don't go into the cornfield. <laughs> Let it be. It's in baseball heaven. We'll leave. We donated a baseball. And he's like, you're right. We'll end it on that. And we left with no baseball. <laughs> yeah, I think that's smart. That's a classy way. It's kind of like, you know, you give them back to the earth. We're giving yeah. back baseballs after we take baseballs. From them. <laughs> so, Makes sense. so lightning round here. All right. League MVP, Judge or Otani? I'm going to go with Judge. I mean, Otani's numbers really are ridiculous like he, he was better this year than last year mm -hmm. certainly as a pitcher like I think offensively you might say a little bit of a dip didn't hit as many home runs um but of course the team around him isn't nearly as good but his pitching was like filthy I mean he's he's top five in the Cy Young conversation which I kept thinking how cool would this be if he won MVP last year and then won the Cy Young this year that's not going to happen because of Verlander and Dylan Cease and Framber Valdez but yeah I'm going to go with Judge it's historic season the, the 62 home runs 131 RBI almost got the triple crown he really was a one-man band for the Yankees, but I, I think it's a great debate, and it takes nothing away from Otani that he's the runner-up. All right, all right. And let's pretend you're you're calling the game. You're calling Game 7 of the World Series. You could have any former baseball player alongside you calling mm. the game. Obviously, John Smoltz is an option, but who are you picking to have alongside you? Well, I think Ron Darling does a phenomenal job. I love listening to him on TBS. You know, I was so proud as an MLB Network employee 
watching the game the other night, all MLB Network people, the legendary Bob Costas calling the game at 70 years old. First time Bob was calling a playoff series game, I think since like 2000. So again, if you're like a 25-year-old baseball fan, you don't know how great it is there. Bob Costas called playoff game. It was awesome. And Ronnie was with him in the booth. I'm a huge fan of Ronnie's uh, going back to the 86 Mets. Of course, Rob appreciates Ooh. them. And uh, he's just so smart, time. so analytical, and he's fun. He's a good guy. And of course, Lauren Shahadi does an awesome job on MLB Central. So I, you could oh, be with Ronnie. Ronnie. It's interesting. If I could just like, because I actually know how good Ronnie is. But if it was like people of my youth, it'd probably be because the Jays would be someone like Tom Henke or, you know, Dwayne Ward or Joe Carter or Juan Guzman. Like it, it would just be an excuse to hang out with those guys and like hear stories from, uh, you know, Willie Upshaw or any of those Jays players that I grew up admiring, Roberto <laughs> Alomar or whomever. But yeah, I, I don't know if those guys have any sort of broadcasting booth. I, I'm actually happy. So many of the guys I've worked with have now become managers. So if they weren't managers, I'd work with them again. So if I could call a game seven with Aaron Boone or Alex Cora or David Ross or Terry Francona or Buck Showalter, like there's five guys who I've worked with who are all current managers, all great, but I know are great to listen to and be in the booth as well. So uh, that's, that's awesome. a really good question. There's definitely lots of good Ronnie. choices there. Ronnie, yeah. I like that. And then, Ronnie all right, is. so who wins the uh, the AL pennant and who wins the NL pennant? What you going Again, with? I'm biased. I got to root for my boy, Booney, so I'm going to go with the Yankees. I know there's been questions about them, but I thought that game one script went as, but as good as it could have. Garrett Cole pitched very good. And then their bullpen, which, you know, there's concerns because they don't have Green and King and Britton and Chapman. But those guys stepped up. Like, if they can ride Loisica and Peralta and Clay Holmes can get back to the first half, Clay Holmes, Anthony Rizzo hits a home run. If he and Stanton can be complimentary pieces for Judge, a little bit of Torres, a little bit of uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, and all of a sudden you're getting different contributions. IKF and Donaldson, excellent defensively. Trevino gets a hit here and there. I'm kind of talking myself into it because the Astros are going to be really formidable. But I, that's why I kind of hope Seattle beats Houston. Then I'll kind of open the door. I think for the Yankees, they could be much bigger with Seattle than they are with Houston. But I'll go Yankees. And then in the National League, I'm really pulling for the Padres because I've told you guys how much I love Petco Park. I love A.J. Preller and how brash he is. But I just – I, I just can't see them beating the Dodgers. I love the fact it's 1-1, and I hope I'm wrong. Uh, to be clear, I'm, I'm pulling for the Padres, but I think it's either the Dodgers or the Braves. All along, it's felt like it's Yankees-Astros, ALCS, Dodgers-Braves, NLCS. So I will call Yankees-Braves a rematch of that 96 World Series. But to be clear, I'm cheering for Yankees-Padres. All right. Very clear. Crystal clear. Um, so you got, you got, uh, you got let's say, Yankees-Padres. Who wins and in how many games? Go Yankees in six. Uh, and I think the Yankees get their first World Series title since 2009. The, listen, the good news to the Yankees is they've stepped up in important ways. Like their defense is much better this season. Harrison Bader in center field, you guys know, can play great center field. If they can get some other offensive contributions, I have no doubt Judge is going to show up. And I think their starting pitching, aside from Cole, is better. Like I think Nestor Cortez had a remarkable year. People love Nasty Nestor. He's got a little feistiness to him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call the Yankees here uh, as I live in Bergen County, which is you know literally 15 miles from Manhattan. I could have like a I could go see the Yankees ticker tape parade if the Yankees end up doing it. So I'll, I'll yeah. go with New York. There we Yankees, go. Yankees Padres would be a rematch of '96 when Scott '98 when Scott yeah. Brocious won the uh, MVT. <laughs> right. Great call, Rick. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long for the Padres going back to the days of Tony Gwynn back in the days. So you're right. That 98 team, I remember thinking, oh, Ken Cam, any of these guys will be back. No, it's been a couple of decades now of uh, futility waiting for that moment. So you're right. Yankees, I was thinking, I was going to go Yankees. Yeah, because Yankees Braves, we mentioned 96, but you're right. Yankees Padres would be 98. So 
I just think like most fans, I don't necessarily want to see Astros Dodgers. I know there's bad bluff from 2017, but just because we've seen it, I like to see different stories. I tell you the craziest one would be, which is not going to happen, would be like Mariners Phillies. Like talk about a match nobody would be expecting, right? <laughs> Bryce Harper against the Luis Castillo, but who knows? We'll see what happens. All right. Well, I'm going, I'm going Phillies Yankees and Yankees win it. Rick, who are you going with? Oh, that's easy, guys. That's real easy. I'm giving Dusty Baker's first ever reigns, taking so many teams to the postseason, but I've got the Astros knocking off the Braves, a little redemption from last year. The Braves won the World Series over the Astros. I think Dusty gets his ring this year and goes out on top. It is the biggest reason to root for the Astros. Rick is right. If you want a sentimental story, I know people are tired of the Astros and Altuve and Bregman and the trash can and all the rest of it, but Jordan Alvarez is fun to watch. That home run he hit off Robbie Ray. Wow. And a moment like that. And you're right. Dusty Baker, baseball lifer. Everyone loves Dusty. If the Astros win, I will be happy for Mr. Baker. It's it's a story for another time, Adnan, but Rick and Rick actually hung out with Dusty Baker and had cigars with Dusty Baker one time. So oh, very wow. sentimental to him. Um, it, it's a Dusty, long story. Dusty, we won't get into Dusty's, it. Always, Dusty's always got the toothpicks. So that makes sense. An oral fixation. <laughs> you got the toothpicks or cigars. All right. <laughs> um, all right, last question, bonus question. In 2007, Major League Baseball created the Babe Ruth Award given to the best player in the postseason. Who wins this year's Babe Ruth Award? I'll make it easy and just go around and judge. If the Yankees win, judge hits a few Titanic blasts. I'm a little worried that teams won't pitch to him. They might pitch around him, but that's why I'm hoping if that yes, the rest of the Yankees often steps up, they will have to pitch to him. So Rizzo having a good game one was a good sign, and hopefully Torres and Stanton and Donaldson can follow. So I'll go with Judge. In a year unlike any other, he bet on himself. He's going to get $300 million for being offered and turning down 213. Why not? Modern day Babe Ruth, Aaron Judge. That would only be fitting for Aaron Judge to do that. And I three, th I think 300 is actually short-siding it. I think it might be four or five at this point. <laughs> it's nuts, man. Like I, I, I God, John Heyman and Joel Sherman do a great job, obviously. They can work for MLB Network and, and work for the New York Post. And they were kind of speculating numbers. And it's like, Judge is going to get eight years. It could be eight years, 320, $40 million a year for a guy. And the Yankees offer was competitive. Like it was seven years. It was $31 million a year, seven years. It's a pretty good contract. No, he's clearly worth more. And yeah. could you imagine if, if the Yankees don't sign him and the Dodgers or the Mets or the Giants try to get involved? I mean, it could just Ooh. be craziness. Listen, yeah. all all the hypotheticals, it's fun to think about, but here's one thing I can say for certain, Adnan. You have been our Babe Ruth Award for this <laughs> podcast, man. You, you are awesome, Adnan. We love having you on. Thanks again for coming back on. Uh, Rob, Rick, my pleasure, guys. I'm glad the podcast is doing so well. How many episodes are you up to now? 100 this is episode 124. Dude, that's fantastic. I just did a, I just did a podcast the other day. You know I'm They're episode 200. I mean, I... I tell people, like, who cares who's listening? You can't focus on numbers, but you can focus on the product. You guys put out a good product. You obviously have great chemistry. You're great brothers. You're staying in touch. 124 episodes. Here's to 124 more. I hope you guys do 500 of these. All right. Man, you're the man. man. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Of there course, Rob, it. Rick, I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. We're the Brothers Brandt. Have a great day. All right, Adnan. That was.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.